What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. And MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the number one. HAM1. And it's brought to you by BoxOfAwesome.com and the promo code HAM. BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. And we're not done, guy. No. LegacyBox.com slash HAM. LegacyBox.com slash HAM. Now to the segment. Well, you were just there. So, I mean, I, I read the Anthony Slater article. I got some takes, but I want to hear your, you know, uh, so, real-life interaction with it. So I was there today, when uh, Tuesday morning, came out of the bullpen, and did some interviews with... Just some, you know, Rick Welts, Joe Lacob, Bob Myers. Maybe you heard of them, yeah. as John, as you like to say. And, Lo- Looney. and Looney. Yeah, Kevon Looney was awesome. Um, told me about his new place in the city. Uh, Is he an L.A. guy originally? Oh, no, he's from, like, uh, no, he's from like Milwaukee. Minnes- yeah, exactly. So um, so we did the interviews on the floor, and this was for a thing for Sirius XM NBA Radio is making like a one-hour special out of it. Uh, and, I mean, it's incredible. First of all, it's incredible. It's the first time I'd been in the Chase Center, seen some pictures. I read Slater's article also. Um, You know, I think the big question a lot of people have is, like, what's the crowd going to be like? And and will it be loud? You know, it's hard to know because I think the question about, like, Levi's comes up. The one thing I can tell you, standing on the floor. A little different for a basketball game, right, than a football game, just naturally, even if the crowd is super rich. As long as they're there, it's going to be semi-relaxed. Yeah, there's a roof. I yeah. mean, that just fundamentally helps, right? Fucking turn up the, the music. Noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a shorter game. You need less energy to get through it. Wasn't Belichick claiming the Colts were doing that for years, or someone was claiming the Colts? There was a team in the NFL. Type in noise. I think it was the yeah. Colts. Um, so, the one thing that was clear to me, like both Lakob and Welch made a point to say, we thought for a second about whether or not we'd make this accessible for hockey too, and decided no, we don't. We want this to be primarily a basketball arena, and then obviously concerts. And so what it does is it does feel tight, like in a positive. What I mean that in a positive way, when you look up, when you go up to the top and look down, it's like that's a long way down. But when you're on the floor, it does not look that far away. 
the three levels that are lead up to the roof above the main lower bowl don't look that big. And so it does feel like everybody is right on top of the court. What's the, they what's say the, every, what's the number? 19, 20? No, I think it's like 18. It's smaller in capacity than Oracle Arena. Because what was. is, isn't Staples like 26 or something? It's huge, right? They, is it that big? They, yeah, they, I've sat at the top of Staples and it's really far. And they did not want that. Sla- I didn't realize Staples they didn't have the space. But. <laughs> well, I guess you, you could, could build up. up. You could go up. Yeah, I, you know, like you and I have talked, like I think smaller stadiums make sense. <clears throat> In a day and age where it's harder to get people to go, make the ticket more valuable. Uh, you've been to Jerry's Palace, right? Yeah, that was pretty awesome, though. Yeah, but I mean, that's just, it it's badass. unique with football. Where do you, because Slater talked about the video board he thought was easily the biggest. How do you compare that to relative to, like, the NBA? Because I saw someone tweeted at Slater going, if I'm sitting up here, it'll be hard yeah. not to just watch the video board, which to me isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world either. How big is um, it? It's big. I mean, it's big. Now, it's bigger than Golden One, and that one's big. You've been there, yeah. The Kings Arena. Uh, this one's big too. You bet. You've been to th- Golden One. Yeah. What yeah. what arena? Just on. It's you probably went for a game or whatever, so it's harder <laughs> to tell. Yeah, I'd say the primary difference is Golden One's pretty big, right? Golden One lets you, you can you like do the lap on the concourse in Golden pretty, One, which I really like pretty easily because it's so and like big. you can see yeah so. Um, I remember one thing I always thought was cool. I went to Cleveland a few years ago, and they had like little box suites on like behind the floor seats, and so they kind of have that here. Um, but I mean, I think the whole the whole thing is going to be like, if are they good enough that people will go, and if so, is it loud? I, I and I think just based on the configuration, it'll still be loud. But see, to me, they're already in a Jed conversation. He sold all the tickets, right? Like they've sold the tickets, so. It's just whether – I think the hard part is when you get such a high-end consumer and a little like the 49ers but on like a, on steroids, you're coming into the new arena so awesome, so good, being so cool, it's hard to live up to it. And unlike the Niners who kind of dipped that year, they had like field problems. It was more – I remember the field getting crushed more than the stands, though that the, the light fucked them. Like, there are just going to be problems that Lakeham, it's impossible for Lakeham to have. The only problem I could see Lakeham having, just because the price point is so high, but he's already sold them, so he's not, it's not the Oakland A's, like, they're not worried about selling seats, he sold them all. It's on a night when random teams are there that aren't that cool, if that guy who's paid, let's just, I, I don't even know the number, but let's just say it's $500 a seat midway through the lower bowl. Like, is that's what he pays equivalent for season tickets on top of the, you know, separate from the PSLs. He couldn't put that ticket online for 500 bucks. No one's going to buy it. And once you're at that, like that guy's probably making hot, you know, more than half a million dollars. Who knows? Just really rich. You're not worried about eating the tickets. I think often when you look like part of, even in Philly, which I would imagine NFL-wise, Philly is expensive to go to. The Eagles game, you'll never turn on an Eagles game and see it empty. Because no matter what, even if it's a relative high price point for that demographic, they'll always be able to flip it. Where this, it's at a price point that's so fucking high, and just the nature of the NBA, fans are smart enough to know, especially in this area now having consumed the Warriors at such a crazy rate these last five years, like how do you sell the the $500, and it may, let's just say the number's even higher, $1,000, the Suns ticket. Like, you're going to be able to, if you don't want to go with the Lakers, it's easy. 
maybe not easy, but still easy for a high price. I, I just think like the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, the Knicks, some of these teams might be a little challenging. Yeah, I, I you know, one thing I was just, wondering. And that, that's a good problem is fan base is just so rich. Right. That's a <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, when you privately fund this place and you and I were talking about this on the phone, like I don't think you and I wouldn't expect you to feel bad as the owner, right? You I, I paid for all this myself. I'm in debt. This thing we thought this thing like it said he thought it was gonna cost seven fifty when they started. John, they paid four fifty for the organization. They thought the arena was gonna cost seven fifty. It cost almost one point two billion dollars, or maybe more than that. I think it was one one two. Okay, so they paid four fifty for the organization. They thought it was going to cost seven fifty, and it ended up costing one point two billion. Think of the numbers so, you're talking about, too. Like you know, when someone's like, you know, I did a remodel, we had eighty thousand put away, it ended up costing a hundred. That extra twenty was really hard, right? Like that's a typical problem. Joe, I, so this is the question I asked Lego, and hopefully we can get him on the pod. What was crazier, thinking you could build this arena, or telling the fans the night you got booed? After they just watched a team miss the playoffs for 16 out of 17 years, that you're going to win a championship within five years. What was what's crazier? And he said building the arena was crazier. Well, because he's, he's dealing with crazy Bay Area people too. B- building in San Francisco is insane. Building it yourself is insane. Just, just insane on top of insane on top of insane. So one thing I was wondering though, because Bob Meyer said um, that he didn't think like one thing. Just talking to him, he said that he didn't think he thought they'd have to like they couldn't necessarily just take the pedal off the foot off the gas like they have in years past because the regular season is going to matter so much more to them this year because they just got to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Like and they're so not I just giving 50 wins to start the season now. So here's my question is like you wouldn't choose to not have Kevin Durant and not be the favorite to win the title and have Clay and all that. But is there a chance just the unknown with this team actually creates some interest that helps them in terms of it helps them with just with interest? helps people tune in every night and want to see what they're going to do. Cause like, what is this team? I remember the last time Steph didn't have Kevin and blah, blah, blah. he won the MVP and no clay and D'Angelo Russell. Like this is just different. I wonder if initially if they win some games early, if it just helps them because people haven't seen this. Before. Well, I think on the most basic level, anytime you move in somewhere new at this, you know, when you're this popular, like they are, I mean, he's on like a Jerry level around these parts right now. So it's going to be pretty big. I think the one wild card is when do they tip off? Like late October is opening day. You know, whenever. It's usually right yeah, around the, Halloween. Yeah, the first preseason game is the 5th of October. So, yeah, it's like the 27th, so like real I games. think, that they play the, play the clip. There's a chance that, like, to me, if the Niners are winning, then they'll take a little thunder away just because football will be a really big deal in this area. If you tell me the Niners are 2-6 and six when they start playing games, I'll be like, well, people are – I mean, that I just make me cringe thinking about yeah. it for business reasons. I, I, I my, know, my point is though, just the the consult. Like, if the Niners are like looking like a playoff team, I'm not saying it takes anything away from them. I'm just saying he could if if the Niners are done, like it's clear they are not going to the playoffs. There'll be a big deal on Sunday, but I, people ain't gonna live and die with it. They're just not. Uh, we we've seen we saw it last year. That's not. I, it's just I. I'm very confident on that. But if the Niners are in a playoff race. You just go to the Warriors. It's really cool to do on the game, but you're not maybe living and dying beside the super, super diehards with the NBA on like the minutia. Uh, now it's cool to watch the Angelo Russell and you know Steph kind of in fu mode and what's Clay status. But I think if the Niners are done, he just gets to be kind of the king, big dick for the whole season. Yeah, 
Definitely. But I even think if the Niners are good, there's just some element of like Tuesday night against the Grizzlies, like you said. Like, what what does this team look but like? But that, that's happening. Angelo? That's happening no matter what. You know, people are checking it out and they're going to do good TV ratings and people are going to be, you know, just yeah, casually uh, yeah, consuming it. No, no, no. It. And that's because they got a new toy. We agree they got a new toy. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I just, I just remember when Kevin, it was clear Kevin was leaving. Like, oh, this is not good for the Chase Center. You didn't win the title. You'd love to be going in with a title, but actually, this, I don't know. Glass half full would say maybe this creates more, uh, more interest, just in the sense that it's, it's more of an unknown. Did you walk to the players' locker room? I did not. That part, I think they showed that to some people yesterday. Where they have to walk up the stairs. That's not done yet. I did, yeah. What'd you think of that? Well, I mean, I, it's it's one of those that's hard when you're reading it. You have to visualize it. I, I can't have some take on it without walking it because it does sound yeah. a little weird. I mean, part of it is like what Jerry asked his players to do is a little weird, right? They wrap way around. They walk through fans. Jed kind of did it, and then they just scrapped it. They don't even do it, right? <laughs> so it's one of those when you're kind of walking through players and walking downstairs or walking through fans. It's one of those things that sounds really cool, you know, like when you're in the meeting room, when they're putting it together, you're trying to be different. And then in reality, well, the Cowboys, you know, they don't, they just, it's a straight walk, but it is through people. It sounds like the Warriors kind of are through people slash downstairs. Oh, I see. I didn't get the impression they were through. Maybe people. not through people then maybe. There's definitely stairs. I think I, my guess is the stairs go up from the locker room yeah, it's lower. to the arena. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it's the other way around. I think it's lower. Um, I think the the locker room is below, so you got to walk yeah, up I think the stairs. Right. But it, so, but is it like five stairs or is it like a pretty steep set of you know? 20? Right, right. Not ideal. Although I will say, um, you know, the one that blows my mind is Oregon football, like one of the greatest facilities on earth. They have to walk down two flights of stairs from their locker room to get out to like the practice field of the stadium. That's new, isn't it? In their new, yeah. In their it, yeah. when I went there, they wasn't were, there. But John, they're in cleats, and there's eighty of them. Like at least these guys are in sneakers, and there's fifteen. I, I, of them. So, I think you see in college football a lot of stuff like that, right? Just because they built these crazy. I'm just facilities. saying that yeah. is actually to me like semi daint Like NBA players in sneakers, as long as this, uh, yeah. How many? St- you're right. Is it like? But how many? How many like escalator? college football players? You know, like carry their sliders to the field and put them on the side. Or do you think a lot of them just walk in their cleats? No, I think they go in their cleats. Yeah. They click, they clickety-clack down the steps. It's, it's kind of nuts that in the history of these crazy facilities now in college football, no one's taking a tumble. So, I mean, I, like, I read that too, and I was like, that's not ideal. Because remember, at Oracle, when but, they would but run you're up just, the tunnel. I just think you're limited with space, right? No doubt, yeah. Oracle, when they'd run up the tunnel, like there were some fans right there. That, that's kind of, I guess, what I was assuming. Not necessarily like Jerry where they're in the bars. Because remember, when we first got to Levi's, you assume that the, that the 49ers, because the locker room's over there, was going to kind of walk through the bar, but then it never ended up happening. You're like, well, they could do it kind of like Jerry, but they just... Because they were going to come out at midfield, right? Yeah, then they just don't do it because then I think Jed realized, well, we're on the other sideline. It almost feels like... A, I think Harbaugh didn't want to do it. Wasn't that part of the deal, too? But it didn't really make sense. Like, Jerry, no. where they walk out, they just go to their sideline. Where the Niners... I would be shocked, guy... If the 49ers, just a couple of their little things where they've gotten nailed on. Now, it's not all apples to apples because grass, the sun will have zero effect. But just the the Warriors were just other people's mistakes. Even the Giants 20 years ago, they had the benefit of the doubt. Plus, how many new arenas in, in the NBA over the last like 15 years? Because say what you want, the Kings organization been a debacle. 
That arena is badass. You walk in, you're just like, this is badass. If you didn't know, if I just put you in the are- inside the arena, and it was just, it said like Lakers on the bottom or Heat on the bottom, you would just be like, this is a big time arena, right? The Golden One, right? And I, people kept telling me, telling me, and I finally got to go. Was it last year, or two years ago, or whatever? And you're just whoa, you know? It's 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 sweet. That it, is it. Does it feel as open? Because when you walk into the Golden One, it, it just feels very open. It's sweet. Yeah, it's not. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like Golden One, you can basically circum go go around the whole concourse and still, it's di- it's different. I mean, yeah. you can walk. There's a there's a halt because there's a hallway. Then when you're on the sidelines, at least on like the higher levels, they've got a bunch of stuff like on the ends. The uh, there's a cantina that's pretty high up. That's like wide open, just hangout space. What well, one one. I think trend we'll see, and we've been hearing it a lot, but I, you're really going to hear it this year because you really saw it with Jed. And I, it'd be interesting if you were in like LA, the way they talk about this movie, they don't, just don't even give a shit. Like one of the knocks is going to be like, oh, the, the fans are just so rich. They're not quite as loud. Like that's kind of the nature of these new stadiums. Like most people, especially even around here, like the guy making 150 grand can't afford sweet seats. Like the guy who's going to be able to afford the lower bowl when Levi's open and definitely when Chase open is going to be a higher end client is going to be a higher end rich guy. That's just the nature. Now, like no one's ever said like the Lakers or don't yell loud enough. And clearly it's really expensive to go to the Laker game in the lower bowl. We see the, the type of clientele they have the first couple rows, let alone like just the 15th row at a Laker game when they're good. How much do you think those tickets cost? It costs a shitload. So I, I think that's an easy kind of narrative for people to hammer. Oh, it's just too rich. Yeah, it's just that's how the business. That's how this whole thing works. Back to the luck thing. Talking about the fans, like the the nicer your stadiums cost, the the more we move forward in society and time, the more expensive things get, the more money you have to charge. The one thing that's starting to bother me is when I see media people talk about preseason games, like why? And I listen, I hate the preseason. We all universally say the preseason stinks. The moment, like the other night, the Raider game, we all changed the channel once they went to 80 yard field. Like it's, it's awful. But this notion of they should only charge $10. Well, they're charging whatever they're charging now throughout the league. And same with the NBA, which I harp on a lot. Like, God, their tickets are really expensive. People pay. So if, if I could charge quadruple, what we're charging for ads on this podcast and have no issues with our partners. And they're just, Oh, everything's great. I would do it, (laughs) but I'd be risking that it might not work well for us. And we might lose them. Like part of you, if you were losing season ticket holders and all these businesses in the NBA and football, they would lower the prices. Clearly they don't have to, you know, like there's a reason he can put his price point probably at the highest price point ever, uh, you know, put up for sale in the history of sports right now, right? <laughs> the lower bowl, what a seat costs, like row two, is higher in the history of sports ever right now. It, and it's a unique situation, but he charges that. Why? Because he can. If he was somewhere else, he, he would have to lower the price. Yeah, and one thing, too, I think that I didn't quite know until I started just reading some stuff. Remember, the Yankees got nailed was, for this when they moved because it was always kind of empty. Well, it's like, yeah, their fans are a lot richer. They don't have to show up. Yeah. And they still, well, but it's still kind of empty sometimes if you flip on a Yankees game during they, the week. They are. W- one thing Rick, Wel- Rick Welts sa- has said, and I, he didn't say this to me, but I'd read, read it, he'd said it before, is that ticket sales 
are the biggest driver of profitability in the end for an NBA team. Like the number one thing they do, sponsorship dollars is second. Ticket sales is number because one. Because their TV stuff is not as crazy as the NFL, huh? So that's by far, it's really important for them to make money on, it's not, well, let's see, whatever, we'll play the games and we'll put them, like the NFL's preseason, it's like there's nobody there. Yeah, whatever. People are watching on TV. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's where they get their $250 million per team guaranteed, beside all the right. other well, shit. Well, I also, yeah, and I think also it's like, that's an interesting, the NFL I, I didn't is know all, that. Makes sense. I didn't either. I didn't, yeah, I didn't either. Because wouldn't you but say the NFL that the is NFL all is... nationally televised games, too? Yeah. So NBA is local, local, locally televised games. Yeah, so getting people to your arena, averaging a sellout every night is a big deal. Yep. It's why when you think about the teams that have made the most money over the last 20 years of the internet age, the Lakers have been really good. They sell out. The Heat, the Knicks, even though they suck, always sell out. The Celtics, that, that was a big advantage. I bet if you dove into some of the stuff like why the Kings had to leave Arco Arena, it's like you start not selling out an arena that already doesn't make that much money. You're in major trouble. Who's that a great? It doesn't make money. Yeah. Th- yeah think yeah. of think of like think of how far the Raiders were falling back. Like every team in the league's making that two fifty. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, we've talked about this before. But then all the other money they're leaving on the table that everyone has just lapped by them in the last ten plus years. Like the amount of money over the last five year stretch since Jed moved into Levi's that he has made, that Mark has not made, while they also get that same amount of two hundred and fifty million dollar check every year. Well, then Jed How is Jamerse just leave it less like, oh keep the thirty mil? Well the, yeah, what, right? that wouldn't happen in the NBA. And honestly it probably wouldn't happen in baseball either, just because the money, even though those are big businesses, like that's still a large amount of money to any business. It shows you how stupid guy the money the NFL is making right now. And we, we saw it firsthand with Jed. He went back-to-back one-and-done coaches. You can only go one – like when you and I probably grew up loving sports in our youth, we saw a lot of shitty managers, shitty basketball coaches, shitty football coaches last probably a couple years longer than they should have because they couldn't afford to get rid of them all. That, that to me, I bet if you looked for the 50 years of sports from like the 50s to like – the late 90s was a big reason coaches got extra time. You just couldn't well, afford to fire them. And Jim Tom Sula wasn't making much relative, but Chip was. But, you, but guy, you just start adding it up. Well, if Jim's only right. making three and a half, four, and his, his couple coordinators make a million, like that's still like, you know, and they got a couple year contracts. This is not just throwaway money. I mean, we talk right. about it like it is. Yep. It's, it's a big deal. You don't see that many one and done coaches in the NBA, even though after one year, a lot of people are like, uh. You definitely in baseball, it's got they don't pay anything to the managers now, so it doesn't matter. Look at college football; they start paying these guys so much money, and their coordinators, and they got the buyout because it's all kind of intermixed in the athletic department. You see a lot of coaches get quote unquote that extra year, or hell, maybe even an extra two years, unless some big dick boosters like, yeah, I'll just give you a ten million dollar check, get Larry Fedora out of here, right? Right. But you see it all the time, like. If someone would have cut the $20 million check, Gus Malzahn probably wouldn't be in Auburn. But it's like, God, we can't afford to pay the buyout, pay him out, fire all his coordinators, and then what do you have to do when you do that? Well, then ideally you want a better coach. What do they usually cost? Money. Yep. So now, Honestly, if Lacob, if they, which it sure sounds like they've nailed this, they're going to operate like an NBA team. I mean, they already kind of do. But just the amount of profit. Now, I bet Joe would tell you, well, we do have a lot to pay back because we paid it all, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why they have 200 events a year. 
That's, they have, that means they have more non-basketball events than basketball events, not counting the postseason. I would be fascinated to sit down with Jerry and just – I think once you own your own stadium and you've done it right, it's a fucking game changer. I remember vividly one day – I used to work out like a couple times a week in the morning with the Eagles – and our president, Smolinski, Don Smolinski, who's still the president of the Eagles, would always be, he was a big, tall, skinny guy. Always just probably there like 5.30. Actually, actually would not work out, excuse me. I would just show up to shower before work in the morning. I would just, And hope to make a business connection while you're there. But I, I, I don't know, I just showered there. Because I could sleep a little longer. Like, we'd usually get around 7. Oh, Middlecoff showed up at 7. Yeah, I'd be out of bed by like 6.40. But I'd just have my clothes right there, drive right to work, hop in the shower. And I remember him telling me one time some of the numbers. Wait a second. You would get out of bed, put on underwear, pants. No, shirt, no, no. I would just get out of bed shoes. in my like Eagle shorts and T-shirt. Oh, okay. And basically just get in my car, drive like 10 minutes to work, have like the slacks and polo See? in the locker and shower there. You want to know one of the benefits of being bald? That's, that's one. But even if I wasn't, like I could have wet hair. In my It's not like it's a football. Yeah, office. but you hadn't showered yet. So what are you going to do? Wet your hair after you get out of bed? Uh, uh, I'm saying you get out of bed, roll right in. I guess you could throw a hat on, but you look kind of, you could go bald. No one knows you just rolled out of bed. But if you had to go, like you would shower in the morning, right? If you were going to work. Right, right. But I'm saying if I roll out of bed and then went to work before I showered to shower at work, I'd have to do something. I'd have to put a hat on or wet my hair first. So he just, this was probably in like maybe 2010, 11. And the Eagles built their stadium in like 2001 when it clearly changed Jeffrey Lurie's financial life. and turned them into one of the league's elite cash cows. It's not, I mean, the football is clearly a big deal. Every major act, like Jed's now kind of getting, and Staples gets, and, you know, Joe's going to fight to get, he gets in Philly. And they immediately, like Taylor Swift, and they cut Taylor's, boom, here's two million bucks, or whatever. The, these numbers are just crazy. Well, if I'm cutting you seven-figure checks, think of what I've just made, Right? When I have access, well, I get the parking. We'll give you flat. Like, they love giving the flat rates. Okay, Taylor, what's it cost to give you, you know, tonight? Oh, three and a half million. Okay, cool. We get, we get, we own everything. We'll cut you a flat rate, take care of everything, and you make an easy profit. We're making six. I, I don't even know. I bet the Niners, I mean, the Niners are doing the same shit. WrestleManias, the Kenny Chesneys, the Rolling Stones are just cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. That's where Mark Davis, all these guys in the league, and a lot of these guys in the NBA are just been going cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching as the internet age and everything has changed. And I mean, it's just they, they have so much goddamn money they don't even know what to do with. And some of these owners, like the D- Davises, and there's probably still a couple of them in the NBA, definitely in football. You know, that's why Dean had to latch on to Kroenke, uh, Mike Brown. That just have no money. Imagine being in the business. You, you get. You get all this money. Like, use that money and then make more money with the money. That's what everyone else is well, doing. I think a lot of people, you know, just some of my friends in business who are much make a ton of money will just tell you the major difference is just some people have balls and some people don't. Like, a, a lot of, they're just naturally a little scared. And they're scared to change, one. And two, they're just terrified to, like, put their own money, right? Just to, just to make, like, their own risk. And that's what a lot, like, you see Mike Brown or even Mark Davis. Like, Mark, you if you guys would have ran your business better, you could have just done all your own risk, even in Vegas, and financed it and fucking owned it all. But they just, that's not how they operate. Yeah. Clearly, the Spanoses wanted no part of being, like, the lead dog, you know? God. That's what, but that's in, like, Joe, that's why Joe, like, Jerry, 
they're wired like that. Like, I want to own the whole goddamn thing. Hell yeah. I, I don't want to answer to a soul. That's where the Niners kind of, I think, butt heads is because they kind of had to do a deal, mainly because at the time the Yorks just didn't have the cash. They, you know, they're a little, you know, dependent on the city of Santa Clara. It drives them nuts. Like, you know, you got to turn off the lights by 10. Well, fuck, we got a concert going here. We can't go to 11. But that's not anybody. But, no one even lives by the they, stadium. They, I don't they, get it. It pisses them off. But at the end of the day, they do know. Like, well, we did sign up for this. It's just yeah. a way bigger pain in the ass than we ever thought. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.